Hey, thanks so much for downloading the latest episode. Today, Paula and I are talking about my camping trip with producer Dub, along with our recap of the UFC. It's the changing of the guard, the old and the new. Will I go camping again? Nope. All of this and our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. My child abuse is acting up again. Paula. Appreciate it. Fuck them all the time. Uncensored as always, it's time for the ugly truth. Welcome to the ugly truth. This is episode 398. So I guess we're probably not going to do our escape room then, huh? Before oh, 400. We're, we're running out of time. Yeah. Well, uh, especially if next week's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the next two weeks. Damn. You know what? I'm going to see if I can wrangle Stephanie to sit in on our 400th. Yeah. We got to make it work. She's, she's we got to do something. 400's epic. We do something. We do something every like milestone. Yeah, every hundredth episode we seem to celebrate in some form or fashion. I'll hound her today. We'll find out. Okay. I'll see what okay. we can get her to do. Tell her the ugly nation needs her. The Uggs need you. Uggs. Yeah. Put a little uh UG in the sky. Really? I wonder what that would look like. Somebody tripping and falling? Signal. The Ugg signal would be someone tripping and falling? <laughs> Actually, I have to tell you something funny. Okay, what? this tell could me. be off air, too. No, tell me. So remember how I told you a long time ago, I was curious, because I'm weird, I was curious about brain development and, and child abuse. Yes. And I was curious if child abuse physically affected the brain. Right. And it actually does affect the development of the brain in certain lobes. Yes. And a side effect of odd development or whatever of a brain of a child who's been abused is clumsiness. Okay. And like, you know, like, like awkwardness, clumsiness. (laughs) And I'm just like, what are the freaking odds that all four of us would be that way? And it's like, it's almost our trademark. Yeah, it is. But I mean, it just goes to show that maybe, you maybe know, that's why I am fully amenable to believing that. I mean, we have turned it into. OK, first of all, there's it's no secret that when something really bad is happening in our lives, that we go straight to the gallows humor. Like we we talk. We're like the four horsemen. Like we immediately <laughs> start talking. We laugh at funerals. We laugh at funerals. We laugh, you know, and yet, and, and we yet make we're, fun of dead people's makeup. And we do. You know? <laughs> we we talk about we talk about our impending doom all the time, constantly. You know, I mean, you and I had a full thread about our bodies yesterday on Facebook about exactly. how I looked like a wilted potato, and you said you look like a stretched out sock. Exactly. And- we're we're very self deprecating, oh. and I wonder. You know, it's definitely a defense mechanism. Although I find it funny. You know, I'm thinking about just resorting to anal sex so I, you know, my partner can feel tightness. Ew, Paula. <laughs> Come on. You're not that loose. Well, I just. I wouldn't know, I actually. To, I'm going to have know. to. Well, yes. Thank you. I, I'm just going to have to date men with extraordinarily large penises. So oh, they think poor I'm you. Tight. Yeah, I know, right? By the way, it's wonderful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, you do. 
from not the same but i know you know what's funny we were just having a conversation last night victor made a funny comment about lyndon b johnson apparently going on and on about how large his penis was what did you ever hear that where did he read this down the rabbit hole Uh, no apparently (laughs) yeah right since he's been there (laughs) yes uh no apparently he used to like have a thing about it and and he would like whip it out sometimes no that's disgusting so we were talking about that and i told ryan i said ryan i said i'm just gonna tell you this one time i said among you and your friends i said don't ever suggest to a woman that you have a large penis and let you are unless you are absolutely 100 percent sure it is large i said because there is nothing worse than being a man thinking that you have a large penis than <laughs> you know showing it to someone right and the girl's like I've seen bigger. Here's the problem with it uh, that I've come. I have seen. <laughs> what? Shut up. Let like, me. I have come. I know. <laughs> I, I, I can't help myself. We're awkward. I know. I have had. It's that child abuse. It's the child abuse. My child abuse is acting up again. Oh, great. Forever. Forever. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. No. My CA is acting up. <laughs> we can do a PSA. <laughs> Are you, you suffer from CA? Have you frequently fallen for no reason? Do you slip on dog slobber? Do you hit your hips on the end of your bed? <laughs> Do you have unexplained bruises from nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you trip over over cement? <laughs> you know, it's like same. You might suffer from CA. Childhood abuse. <laughs> God. No, what I was going to say is one of the good things about being promiscuous is that you get to experience different penises. You get to see a variety. And I have had the pencil thin tiny and the ridiculous state fair bagel dogs level, like and all in between. This is what I've experienced. Men who have legitimately larger than average penises do not discuss it. They do not whip it out. They do not brag. Exactly. They know. That's all. That's it. Like when you unbutton their pants, it's like Christmas morning. It really is. And you're like, you're just, and then you look up at them and they're just kind of like, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I have discussed this before, but it's been a really long time. The first time producer Deb and I had coitus. Yes. Now, when I met producer Deb, he weighed what a buck 25 wet. And you probably could tell me where that five pounds came from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So when we first did, I was not hopeful. You, you didn't have high expectations. I didn't. And I, you know what, though? I never do. I never expect a man to be well endowed ever because it's like the rare gem. You know, it's like the perfect diamond. You just never when you find it, you go, oh, yeah, that's good. But it's hard to find. Well, the thing is, is after a while, like after you've been with a couple guys, Mm -hmm. you start to realize the penis does not match the person. Well, that is true. You never know what you're going to get. So when when we did for when 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 the first time I was like, are you shitting me right now? (laughs) You're like, wait, what? Why does no one know about this? Like, are you kidding? Items in mirror appear larger than they may seem for real. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm. I'm very pleased. I was so surprised. I was so surprised. And the thing is, is I thought I knew what big was until I really knew what big was. I was like, wow, that's good for you. I mean, congratulations. All right. Did you give him a round of applause? High five. (laughs) So I was like, good for 
are you? So the thing was, is um, I remember one time, and this was like years later, and I said, you know, you know, you're very, you're very gifted in that area. And he goes, you know what's so funny is I never realized that until my dad, he and his father were talking, and he said. He goes, yeah, we'll never have to worry about ever having a wife or a girlfriend. And Daryl's like, why is that? He goes, dude, it's our penises. They're huge. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, "Okay." his dad knows. But the thing is, is you would never, ever. No one has ever discussed it in in mixed conversation. There's been no bragging. Nothing. Yeah, there's that's not something really. You know, what's funny, though, is when I always found this to be the case, like when you're about to be with a guy, Mm -hmm. do you ever find they like have to talk up their penis a little bit? Like they're just like, well, it's maybe not so much like long, (laughs) but it's girthy. Like they have to explain it to you before you actually see it. Yeah. You know what? Uh, It's the same the same thing you and I or any woman does when they're trying to excuse their flaw that they think they have in their body. Like, well, you know, my stomach, I haven't done scrunches in a long time. Like it's the same thing. They're they're like preempting any disappointment that may occur. Yeah. And so there's always like someone or there's always like an explanation. They're Mm -hmm. like, well, it's it's really long, but it's, you know, maybe more narrow than I don't know know why they do that. And I'm just like, it's a penis and I'm about to have sex. I'm I'm pretty thrilled. Please stop telling me no. Yeah. Please, please stop trying to downplay the fun we're about to have. There was only one person that he didn't like talk it up. Like he talked about like how many compliments he got about how large it was. And so many girls is just like that. That's not going to fit in there. Oh, my God. Blah, if that, blah, blah. I would have been and like, so really? What? I'm just like, oh, OK. So <laughs> then like when he finally dropped trial, you know, and I was just like looking at it. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these women? I'm just, I'm just like, were they nuns? Well, were they I'm virgins? Like, were, were these girls just like absolutely desperate or what? what's the deal here? <laughs> I would have been I'm like, like, I would have looked at it and I'm like, am I being pranked? Where's Ashton? Yeah, really. It's like, what? Um, so that's the really good thing. And the other thing is, is women who are tied to these men who have perfectly good, large penises <sighs> don't say a word because the last thing they want is to, uh, to let anyone know that they are experiencing joy and euphoria every time like they're not going to tell anyone no one talks about it all right congratulations to all the women who have men with very satisfying penises whether they're big or small we're glad they know how to use it Um, appreciate it appreciate them all the time (laughs) yes and so uh with that i wanted to tell you uh, about our camping trip yes no sex was to be had um, well, of course, hopefully by nobody. Jesus nobody. Christ. Nobody had sex. Even though I would totally want to. I'd be like, yeah, me and Daryl are going to go on a hike and then just lean on some big rock. No, no, you wouldn't. Well, I would. No, you wouldn't. Trust me. So we went to this pretty place in Pollock Pines. It was a reservoir lake place. And we had the most beautiful campsite. We were maybe 20 yards away from the water. It was beautiful. Yeah, we were up high. So we were there was a road and then we were up high, like pretty high so we could see everything. And it was gorgeous. Now, the thing with Pollock Pines, Placerville, Foothills area around here is that all the dirt, it's red dirt. It gets everywhere. (laughs) So we got there and um, we were setting up our tents. And I, of course, was the first person to be covered in dirt. What were you doing? Rolling around? 
I was sitting on the ground reading the instructions on how to put up this tent that we bought that we had never put up before, which is a Why huge mistake on the ground. Because okay, because the instructions you could have been covered in ants before you knew it. I looked before and I was sitting on a tarp, but I was looking and I still got dirty. Um, I was reading the instructions for the tent, which are sewn into the tent bag. There are per- there's a perforation that shows you where you can cut it, but Daryl didn't want to do that, so I had to read the bag. So I'm holding the bag. And here's the thing, it is not, these are the things, this is why Daryl and I don't do much together when it comes to like putting things, furniture together or any of that stuff. Because I can just see you guys going to like a couple's retreat. Oh my God. You'd get kicked out. It it would be so difficult. (laughs) And so I said, it's really not that hard. So and he's like, it's really not that hard. I'm like, listen, we're getting it. I go, and I'm all 10 minutes set up my ass. This is not 10 minutes. So then, Why were you attempting to set it up at all? Well, I was just trying to help. Everybody else had their tents up already except for ours. And so even the, I'd, even I'd, the children had their tents erected before we did. I'd be sitting in a chair trying to light the fire or something like that. You know, I, I don't I don't do that stuff. Took an act of God to get Kenzie to not light fires. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> she's like me. Oh, my God. She She's obsessed with the fire. And so she should go on naked and afraid. She could just light fire the whole time. Ugh. So finally, I looked down. I'm like, God, I'm filthy. So I turned turned behind me because I see something, and a giant red wasp, the size of a small bird, is hovering around me. I'm all, ah, ah! so I get up and I run, and he's like, What happened? What's going on? I go, Wasp! And he's like, Oh my god! And I dropped my glasses, and they were hidden in the dirt. Couldn't find them. They were covered in dust and red clay. Oh god. And so I'm like, Oh boy, we've been here 20 minutes. And so we, at least you didn't step on them or something. No, I know. And I, I kept thinking of Christmas story. Oh no. <laughs> so we get everything set up. It's like five o'clock. And I said, well, I guess we should like make food or whatever. So we started making food and I had prepped all this food. Like we chunked up chicken and vegetables and we made kebabs and everything was seasoned beautifully. We brought up, we brought a tomahawk steak with us. Which is wow. which is a ribeye attached to the actual rib, and so it's uh-huh. like three feet long. It was really cool. So the food part was great. The first night we were there, we, everybody was super excited. We loved the view; it was gorgeous. Daryl was excited; he got to take his brand new truck on a camping trip, and he was so stoked about getting it. I all. wasn't sure how he would feel about. Oh that. my gosh, he was so excited to load up that thing and you know have it just booning everywhere. He was so excited about that. We decided, you know, it's the first night, so we bust out all the booze. You know, we're have we had a whole bottle of champagne, which was gone in like ten minutes, and then we mm-hmm. busted out and we had vodka crayons, and there was beer to be had. Everybody got shitty except for Malia. <laughs> Malia and her boyfriend did not, but the rest of us did, <laughs> and so <laughs> it was super fun. I mean, we had so much fun. We were just really super loud. And to the left of us, there was nobody around us campsite wise, but two or three campsites down was a group of adult men and women. There was probably like eight or 10 of them and they were partying. And so we saw them and they were all like older than us. And so we look and they had set up a sheet and they were watching a comedy show as a movie and they were laughing super loud and you could smell the weed. I mean, they were having a party. We look over there. They're watching Burt Crusher stand up Burt Crusher oh the machine okay well anyway oh wait hold on let me look it up go ahead keep talking so Daryl and I see that he goes look they're watching Burt Crusher on a in camping and I'm like that is so cool so Daryl yells really loud the machine because that's what he's known for and 
<laughs> all of a sudden, we hear eight to ten people go, woo, woo. And so we were all, we're all woo. And so we like bonded in the night with these people. It was awesome. And so after that, everybody had was kind of hammered. So all of a sudden, Alyssa, who came with Kenzie, our daughter, her friend, roommate, she's like our daughter. We love her so much. She, mm-hmm. <laughs> they asked us to buy lime spice. Uh, what is it? Uh, hot lime Cheetos. They called them oh, okay spicy. Yeah. They called them lime cheats, and they're like, oh, they're so good. Da da da. So they ate half a bag. Alyssa oh, goes, God. I need to go to bed. I don't feel good. So she oh, she goes to no. bed. Throw up before you go. Get she in the goes tent. to bed. And Kenzie tucks her in. So she's all zipped up in her sleeping bag and she's laying down. And all of a sudden she goes, I need a towel. Can someone get me a towel? And somebody goes, did you throw up? And she goes, no. And so oh, we go in there and she had vomited lime cheats all over the floor and her shirt and the sheet that she had put on top of her thing. So I go in there and clean her up because, you know, she's still kind of a child. And so I clean her all up and I put all of her stuff in a garbage bag and say, okay, we'll deal with this when we get home. So she gets up. I would have made her stay awake until she vomited and then she could go to bed. Well, She already did. And so she's sitting there. We're talking to her. And I said, do you think you're done? She's like, I don't know. Everything's spinning. And so she gets up and we lead her over to the side where there's this little gate fence thing where she can like lean over. So she's leaning over and she is just spewing lime Cheetos everywhere. Jesus, how many did she eat? A lot, apparently, according to what we can see. So oh, I God, you know, cranberry's really acidic. <laughs> so too, she's like, leave me alone. So, so she's <laughs> so we leave her alone and we're sitting around the fire pit watching her, and all of a sudden she's all, it's everywhere. And she's like <laughs> echoing into the night. It's everywhere. And she's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh my God, she's so drunk. You know what it was? It was the champagne before the Oh, the it was drink. just she did what we all do sometimes when we're having too much fun. She mixed her alcohols. Mm-hmm. And ate really shitty food and hadn't eaten much before we went camping. So she kind of had Ugh. an empty stomach. But she, and then she threw up again and she's like, I ate so much chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it was hilarious. Finally, she goes this to sleep. Why I don't drink. Finally, she goes to sleep and passes out. Mackenzie, Mackenzie and I and Daryl are all sitting around the fire. And Kenzie's like, I should probably go to bed, too. Now, Mackenzie is one of those people where you don't know how hammered they are. She's very, very good at keeping a poker face. Okay, yeah. She's like, all right, good night, everyone. So she goes in. And now, like I said, we're all on air mattresses. Somehow, some way, she kicks open (laughs) the air mattress plug. And we hear this. (laughs) And all of a sudden, (laughs) out of nowhere, we hear, oh, no. So in the morning, they literally were sleeping on the ground. Like it was completely deflated. (laughs) I laughed so hard. My eyes were watering. We could not. We snorted about that for hours. (laughs) So hard. God. This is hilarious. So luckily, but because we were dry, and I'll talk about my ugly and awkward moment when it's time. 
Okay. But the next day, Alyssa looked like she had a head surgery. She was so white. Oh my god! She was so. Did she feel just awful. She felt like garbage, and so she's like, "I don't drink soda." I'm like, "Oh well, you're drinking it today." So I gave her a sprite, and she perked up real fast. Yeah, she was trying to drink water. I'm like, "Water is so nauseating." It's so I had bad. a friend call me one time because he had drinking too much, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "I'm just sipping on my water." I'm like, "Don't drink water. I'm all that'll make you worse." I'm all yeah. find yourself a ginger ale or a sprite. Yep. And need some crackers. <laughs> and at some point. We're sitting down and Kenzie goes, she goes, yeah, it's like that one time I bought two big gallons of Pedialyte and the lady goes, wow, is your baby okay? She goes, the baby is not good. (laughs) (laughs) What an idiot. I know. Daryl and I were fine, though. I actually did not drink copious amounts um, because the thing is, is that I don't want to be out of my ability to think quickly when we're camping. Like the first night. You know, every noise, it's really, really dark. And all I can think of is I'm literally in a bag. Anything can come and get me. You know, anything. And it's very vulnerable. You're very vulnerable. And so Malia, neither one of us, Malia and I, neither one of us slept at all. Like we were up most of the night. And of course, an hour after going to bed, I have to pee. Well, you guys drank a crap ton. I'm surprised you didn't have to pee like, you know, throughout the whole Well, we did. And what was really great about this campsite is, first of all, there was no plumbing. There was no, there was running water in the sense that you could rinse things, but it wasn't drinkable. So you you couldn't really do anything. We had nothing, no plumbing, no nothing. And so the bathroom was right behind us and it was a really nice porta potty. Basically, it looked like an outhouse, but it was a really nice one. It was super, super duper clean. And we didn't have to share it with anybody. It was only ours. So that was nice. But, you know, don't ever make the mistake of looking in. (laughs) It's awful. It's so bad. Well, why would you? It was an accident. It was an accident. Why? You want to see how far your poop can fall? The last last day when I was using it to go pee or whatever, my biggest concern was there was a spider somewhere underneath the toilet lid because I'm not going to look it, look for it. So I'm just hoping that I don't get bitten on the butt by some weird creature. But anyway, it's because spiders love porta potties, right? And so, although I will say that Bryce and Daryl did go up the first day we got there, and they cleared it of all the webs, all the spiders. <laughs> so the next day in the afternoon, we decided to go hiking because there's a really beautiful hike that you can take. Now, every time Daryl looked at the map, he kept adding miles to it. So at first, he's like, "Oh, it's like a four mile round trip hike." I'm like, "Oh, that's not too bad." Four miles. By the time we were getting ready to leave, he goes, well, now it looks like six. And I'm like, one way. And I said, okay, I'm not doing a 12-mile hike. That's ridiculous. We're not qualified for that. The kids are wearing tennis shoes, okay? We have hiking boots on, but that's it. Well, and not just that, but I mean, is it a flat walk? or Right. Like- and so when I was looking at it, I said, okay, first of all, most of this is on the road. It's it, We're walking. The, the hike is very short. But to get to the the head of the beginning of the hike is like miles away. So we're driving to it because I'm not walking on the asphalt for the sake of nothing. So mm-hmm. we, we got in the car and the kids, because, you know, rules have changed so much. They actually got to get in the back of the truck and sit like we used to. And How they fun. loved it. They're like, oh, my God, this is a freak. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, welcome to my childhood. This is what we used to do. So they loved it. And so we went all the way to the, the head of the, the, the trail it was there are there were two ways to go we went left we probably should have gone right we went left and ended up hiking on the bike horse trail which is arduous so we finally 
hike through it and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm out of breath. This is just a hike, you know, come on. So what we realized was we had taken the hard route, but we got Mm -hmm. to this beautiful waterfall. And what was funny is we knew we had taken a different route because when we got there, like 15 other people were had shown up and they were just like, oh, this is so bright, beautiful. And we were like sweaty and exhausted and filthy. And they were just like, they take, take their little bike helmets off and they're like, this is so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, we definitely <laughs> went the wrong way. So we found the right way on our way back, but it was a two, it was a two mile hike. Oh, that's not that bad. No, it was totally fine. It would have been easier had we known about the actual hiking trail <laughs> instead of the other one, but it was beautiful. And we, we, and I took some really amazing photos. And so I'll post a couple of those, but overall, so the second night, everyone was incredibly grumpy. Everybody was falling asleep around the fire. Alyssa literally fell asleep in front of the fire in her chair. She looked like an old lady. I mean, everyone was everyone was asleep by 830. Daryl and I sat up. Everyone overdid it then, I guess, the night before in that day. (laughs) They did. And so the everybody was went to bed way early. Like Bryce had to be wake woken up to eat food because he was just like, I can't. I'm so tired. Like we had worn them out. Wow. It, it was funny. And Daryl and I were laughing. I'm like, God, I thought I'd be the exhausted one. This is insane. But you know what? When you're the parent, when you're the adult in charge, it's a very different feeling. I mean, well, even right. though these are all adult people, they're, they're still, still ch- children. They're still kids, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and they all really regress when they're tired. Everyone was gr- cranky. Malia's sitting in the dark eating, eating her food. And I said, so, Malia, how was camping? Do you want to do it? <laughs> she took a very long pause. She's all... It's fun. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about all the times and Malia's Mackenzie said, oh, I think I can totally do camping. And I said, oh, really? Why is that? She goes, I just want to go somewhere where it's like not really camping. Like there's no campsite where you can't see people and you're just like out in the wilderness. And I said, yeah, you can't do that anymore because they pushed all the animals off of the areas where people camp. So you would immediately find bears and, and deer and they would eat your shit. And it's dangerous. It's and they probably like eat you if you were like menstruating or something like right. that. Right. I go, it's not the same. I go, one time our dad forced us to do that. And he put our food up in a bag and hung it up in a tree. And we woke up in the morning and there were bear claw marks trying to get to the food. We were in a tent 10 feet away. Yeah. Like literally we could have been eaten. We were like a burrito for a, for a bear. So no, you don't want to do this. Yes. He took his four young daughters <laughs> and his <laughs> stupid wife. I don't know why he did that. Yeah, they weren't married at the time, but no. Um, the only thing I will say is this. When we were, you know, I, I was like, well, Daryl, you you did it. You successfully brought a bunch of girls who had never. I mean, I'd been camping, but I hate it so much. I go, you took us all camping and we all survived. No massive injuries, nothing to speak of. No bites, no nothing. He goes, yeah, I know. And I said, I have to tell you, I like camping, Daryl. And he said, really? Why? And I said, you are meticulous and mm-hmm. you are never not doing something like you are constantly checking everything you're making sure the fire's good you know you escort everyone to the bathroom at night you don't want anyone to be afraid I said I really like this Daryl I go you would do you would give Pa Ingalls a run for his money in the old days I go <laughs> I don't know about me I said but you would do all right he's like well thank you I said you're welcome I mean he fished twice a day every day he was in heaven he loved it. did he catch anything he did. Um, he caught a trout that was a good three inches long. Oh, whopper. <laughs> so, yeah, I took a picture of it. I said, I am so taking a picture of this fish. 
He's like, do it. He was so excited. But yeah, he he definitely is. He's a pot Ingles, no doubt. He did really well. But he was like, I just don't want anything to go wrong. I want it to be fun for everybody. Well, he probably wants you guys to go back again. Yeah, I told him that I wouldn't, but that um, (laughs) that I would absolutely do a mountain thing if there's a cabin with running water and a flushable toilet. I'm totally down, but I'm done. I hate tent camping, Paula. It is the worst. It is. And I didn't realize how dirty I was until I got home. And by the way, we left at like 930 in the morning. Yeah, he we said you weren't going to be home till the afternoon. But then when you said we're already on our way home and it was like 1030, I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah, we everybody woke up and started packing immediately. And I'm like, no, we're done with this. And so we just we packed up. Everybody was ready to go home. I get in the shower finally after everything is said and done. And I'm like, well, I, did, I don't feel like I got that dirty, you know. So I get in the shower. I was like, oh, my God, I was filthy. <laughs> the water was all brown. Oh, my God. Red. It was so much clay. All right. So anyway, uh, done and done. I hope never to camp again. I've done so much camping in my life. And it's not like I'm one of those people who's like, I went camping once. I have been camping several times. I don't want to do it anymore. I just don't. I don't want to do RV camping either. Don't even mention it. I don't like RVs. I think they're smelly and icky. I would do RV camping. No. They're not that bad. I mean, if you have a nice one, they're not bad. I don't care how nice they are. Even when I see those people, they go, well, this is the tour. This is the tour RV. We're going to be traveling all over the country with this. I'm like, why is everything always brown? And everything always smells like sewage at the end of the at the back. It's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I just get nervous of the people who drive them. I'm like, are you comfortable driving that large of a vessel? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, that's I don't really like it. big. Anyway, all right. So enough of the camping stuff. I'm sure more things will pop up as we record throughout the week or so. But um, let's talk about the UFC that was that would aired last week. Yes. Because although it has been a while since it happened, a lot of shit went down and you and I have to talk about it. Yes. So uh, you UFC did not- 241. 241. There was actually quite a few good fights, but I would say the last three were probably the best. There was a Yoel Romero versus Mm -hmm. Paulo Costa, Costa. which was a really good fight. And then there was Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis. And then there was Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic. Was that it? Uh, everybody says it differently i don't i don't know what his name whatever his name is and that was for the heavyweight belt yes did you watch the yoel romero and paulo costa fight we watched the entire card well the thing is is i've noticed lately with the fights if you watch they're pairing like people like who are like number three number four with like number 11s number 12s as far as rankings yes and it doesn't make a lot of sense because i'm just like i don't know why they're doing that i don't know if they're just doing it to make it seem like you know they just want to promote people to make it look like a good fight no but this is but but if you're a lower rank there's only one way to boost your rank you have to beat someone higher than you and if they've beaten everybody else around them then you give them a a shot at someone in the top five and if you beat them, you you skyrocket. It's kind of the nature of of anything. When you age out of a thing, I mean, you're respected, but eventually you're going to lose, right? Yeah. Which was kind of the dis- kind of the story of this whole fight card is it was kind of the changing of the guard. At least it was to me. And That's how I felt too. Yeah. So anyways, so that was a great fight. And then of course, I don't think anybody really thought that the Diaz Pettis fight was going to probably be like the biggest fight of the night. I, I 
to me, it was the biggest fight of the night. I savored every second of that. Fight. I loved that. Fight I was so, so bad. excited. First of all, the Diaz brothers know how to put on a fucking show. Yes, they are they do. so good. And I was so excited. And I said, I have all the faith in the world that he's going to win. Those men are so trained and they are so conditioned. Their cardio is unmatched. Their stamina, right. it's, it's something to behold. And they're so good. This particular fight, Nate was in fantastic shape. He like was. when he came out for the weigh-ins, I mean, he was cut. And that's yes. not, that's not typical for him. Yeah. Normally he's a little, they've got, they're a little soft. Especially at 170. They're, I think what it, I think what it is, is that they are so mentally s- strong that they don't have to remember. They just know how to do what they know. Like, and and by the way, uh, the Diaz brothers are trained by the Gracies. Like, they yes. are not. They're not just going out there like little thugs. They are highly trained, highly skilled, and they just they're they know it so well that they mm-hmm. don't that they can actually they can actually rely on their mind more than because their body's just doing what it knows how to do. Well, and I think there's a lot of intuition instead yes. of yes. I really, I got, I got to say, I loved it. Now, it is unfortunate that Pettis broke his foot in the second round. I don't think it would have mattered. I think Diaz would have beat him anyway. Well, and that's the funny thing is everyone jokes because Pettis breaks something every fight. Right. You know, he's injured I mean, prone. Mm-hmm. That, he's just prone to that. I, I was so glad that they went to the floor because I wanted to see him submit Pettis so badly because that's what he's, he's so pro. He's so good at it. I was really surprised it went um, all three rounds but the thing was is that i think he would have submitted him mm-hmm. they were just so damn slippery, slippery. that's what we said too that we're like they're so they slippery. couldn't they couldn't get a hold of anything it was nope. like trying to hold a baby in the shower it just <laughs> it's true couldn't. couldn't get a good grip on him and luckily for uh diaz though because he had him around the neck a couple of times i was like he oh did. shit but he was able to slip right out of that thing and but i mean he almost de- it almost looked like he um dislocated his neck to do it but he I got I'm sure he was gonna um I really thought he had I him. thought he was gonna rear naked choke but regardless mm-hmm. he won and the thing yeah. is is that the crowd was just so like out of their mind when he yes. came out I would watch the Diaz brothers fight both of them Nick and Nate I'd fight I'd watch them both every weekend he's the same with, same with Cerrone these dudes go in there and it is a lifestyle man this is not a sport this is the way they live their life and mm-hmm. and it really shows I thoroughly enjoyed every second of that fight i have to tell you not real surprised that cormier lost oh god i was so devastated i know you were but you know how i knew you were devastated because you didn't make any comments about it at all for like hours after the fight i think what happened was is i think that he was planning on retiring that night agreed if, if, he, he, won. if he won yes i agree but i think that and the thing is is the first three rounds he was winning because Stipe was just getting his ass handed to him. I would say, I, I don't know if I'd agree with the first three. Definitely the first two. Well, I read I read the scorecards. Yeah. And it looked like he they were scoring him up for the first three. I could be wrong. I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't. I just remember watching it going, well, Cormier is dominating. Right. Miosic looks like a punching bag right now. His face looks like hamburger. And so they changed their strategy, which mm-hmm. was really great. Mm-hmm. And obviously it worked. And yeah. the thing is, is that 
Daniel later admitted he's just like I wasn't listening to my coaches. Oh, because he, he says my coaches kept telling me to wrestle, and I oh I yeah, wouldn't. he should have. When he, and he finally and he did take him down. He took him down in the second round, and he should have continued to do that. He was all over him. Yosic had no control. None. No, and so the thing is, is I think that he just kept thinking because he was able to get those strikes in mm-hmm. that he probably just kept thinking just like all, all well me at least kept thinking like okay this one has to do it because he just kept he was just beating him he was and I kept thinking okay one of these has to do it you know <laughs> yeah but it didn't and no. so his coaches kept saying I want to see you wrestle I want to see you wrestle I want to see you wrestle and he never did and if he if he had done that I think he would have got him because Stipe is not a wrestler. Disappointing for sure. I was, you know, I was with you. I thought for sure, you know, he took his gloves off. I, I think he changed his mind at the last minute not to retire in the ring. Yeah. When they take their gloves off, usually they throw them in the middle of the ring and that's yeah, the official symbol. That's it. But he did it. He didn't do it. And I'm like, why is he second guessing this? Because it's clear he was going to. And then he yeah. said, I'm going to talk to my wife. He just did not want to leave in defeat. But the dude needs to stop. Well, this is the way I looked at it is because, I mean, a couple of the MMA sites, people were commenting Mm -hmm. and I just said, you know, I'm like this fight in the spectrum of his whole career is nothing. I'm like, literally, this fight means nothing to everything that he's accomplished all the way from like his high school wrestling Mm -hmm. to the Olympics to, you know, UFC to today. I said he I said he has been a straight perfect athlete yeah a champion a double champion double champion i said he's done it clean he's done it through people booing him yeah you know all this terribleness you know hailing john jones who's like the biggest loser on the planet as far as i'm concerned you know because of all of his horrible history and drugs and all that stuff and I said, and, and he's done it with pride and a respect for the sport, respect for himself, respect for his family and, you know, all of this stuff. I said, so even with this one little blip, I said, I kind of view it like passing the torch. And well, that's say, that to me is exactly what I felt like the card was. I felt like it was a changing of the guard. Now, Miosic is not young, but no, he's he, not. Is, he is ridiculous and he absolutely has every right to defend. And, you know, he's defended that belt four times before he lost right. it so i mean the dude is serious business i would love to see him some buddy else come up and fight him for sure i don't i don't think there's any shame in him walking away no. and and just saying like you know i think it's time for me to walk away he's 40 years old i mean and, and let these younger guys take here's over the thing. here's why i want dc to retire it's not because i don't think he could do it again but at some point, you, there's going to be some diminishing returns. You're going to get you're getting hit in the head so much. Try to hold on to that because, I mean, he probably already has brain damage. So it's yeah. like if you want any kind of career outside of the octagon, stop. You know, right. we've all seen what happens to these guys. If you don't stop, it's bad, bad right. news. They have... They have the CTE where they become suicidal, they become violent, they become mm-hmm. difficult, or they just literally can't even formulate a sentence. I mean, yeah. we've all seen Forrest Griffin. The dude is, they are taking care of him as much as they can, but the man has severe brain damage. And yeah. it's like, stop. You're articulate. You have a great personality. You're, you are an absolute inspiration. You don't need to fight anymore is my thing yeah well and i mean he's got a career of you know i mean he already does the commentating yeah and keep doing it keep doing it um okay so 
congratulations to the new champs and uh, look forward to uh, more UFC fights. Prediction, I think if if UFC and Data White is smart, they're going to start pushing Nate Diaz. He doesn't have a ton of years left in him, so it'd be great to see him, you know, well, he wants to fight Masvidal, which I would love to see. Love, love, love to see that. Well, and he made a good point when he says, you know, they get these hot shots in there and they promote him super fast. He's all, you've got people who's been here for years and yeah. they just, they don't do anything well, with but them. The, and they're the excellent be- fighters. <laughs> the best thing when he said was, he's like, I don't know. They're like, well, what about Kobe Co- Covington? He's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. He's like, the only other gangster in this sport is Masvidal. I'll fight him. And I'm like, do it. I love it. It'd be great. I, and then someone said, um... Someone said breakout star Mazaval. And I'm like, breakout star? He's not a breakout star. I'm like, he joined the UFC in 2013. He's been around (laughs) idiots. And he's amazingly fun to watch as well. So, yes, I would love to see that. All right. Well, uh, we're running out of time. So let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. did post this yesterday on facebook but i'll tell it anyway i don't remember I don't, seeing it tell me <laughs> no you you do oh i don't remember how we got on the subject we were talking about that stevie nicks song age oh of right Se- uh, edge of 17 i'm sorry not age of 17 <laughs> see i can't even get that right <laughs> i think ryan and i were sitting in the car and Ryan's just like, what does she say and i'm like i always thought she said just like the world we found Sing world the song we found something <laughs> and he's like and then we're like who 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 so we got home i don't know what we were talking about but we were telling victor like we were having like this you know conversation about what she was saying and he's like i always thought it was just like the white winged dove and i'm like the white winged dove i'm like what i'm like no <laughs> she says just like the world we've owned oh, and gosh. he's just like He's like, well, what's the name of the song? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I tried Googling it, just like the world we've owned, Stevie Nicks, and nothing came up. Oh, and my so, God. And so then Victor looked up. He said, oh, it's called The Edge of 17. So we Googled that and then looked up the lyrics. And lo and behold, it was just like the white winged dove. And I'm like, well, no wonder nothing came up for me, because just like the world we've owned, Stevie Nicks is not anything to anyone. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's so funny. It's just one of those misheard lyrics things, but I'm like, do you know how many years I've been singing that lyric? I'm like, I'm 40, and I'm probably since I was like a child. There was, there's a lot of lyrics that I have gotten wrong for a mil- like a million times. Like when, remember Kenny Rogers, Lucille? Maybe, uh, for, I don't forever, know. I thought it was. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Four hundred children. Four hundred children. <laughs> it's it's four hungry children. I thought it was four hundred children. I thought it, maybe they were just being like, you know, facetious. I don't Dramatic know or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, I know, but no, that's not right. But um, um. there's a <laughs> there is a Zach Brown band song that that uh, Daryl really likes. And he forever didn't know what the lyrics were. And he said it once. And I go, what did you say? He goes, isn't that what it is? I'm like, no, uh, there's that. It's called She's Got Whatever It Is. It blows me, blows away. me away. Yeah. OK. He thought it was she's got an innie. An innie? Yeah. He goes, isn't it? She's got an innie. And I'm like, an innie like a like a belly button? He goes, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what it is. 
So I said oh it to him. God. So now whenever the song comes on, I'm all, she's got a little eeny. He's like, no. <laughs> it blows me away. Yeah. And I'm like, that's gross. I'm <laughs> so. like, most people have innies. Most of us have innies. Only the rare have the outies along Olivia with the little toddler. Well, they grow out of it. Kid, little ki- All little kids have outies. And then they become innies when they grow up. But anyway. Oh, she might stay one. <clears throat> oh, we'll that's see. true. That's true. Okay. So here's mine. Uh, it was when we were camping. We had had much vodka. We decided that would be a good time to do s'mores. So (laughs) we're sitting around the fire. We bust out the marshmallows. And I don't like s'mores, personally. I'm I'm not a a big fan. Not a fan. And so I said, but I do like catching marshmallows on fire and then trying to eat them, apparently, when they're lava hot. And so um, (laughs) I had my marshmallow sticks and I put two marshmallows on the end and I shove it into the fire. And I'm like, look, I have fire. And I, so I blow out the thing. They're all, Jamie, blow them out. They're black. So I blew them out. I'm like, no, you guys are really good like this. So I go to reach to eat one. I'm like, oh, it's hot. And so it falls off because it's molten at this point. It's not even solid anymore. And it lands <laughs> like a big clump on my thigh. Ow! <laughs> exactly. And I'm all, ow! And so I brush it off and I'm all, oh, no. I'm like, it's on my thigh. It's burning. <laughs> and I'm like, it's on the ground now. And somebody's like, here, take one of mine. I'm like, no, I already ate it. And it was <laughs> was so lame. It was so lame. So dramatic. It was dramatic. Everybody was dramatic that night, though. That was the thing. So well, that's I of being drunk. I had a little blob burn on my thigh. Ow, that sounds <laughs> it like it hurt. It, you know what? I didn't feel a thing. You know, it's because <laughs> so, you're so drunk. Yeah. Had you been sober, it would have hurt real bad. Oh, and the next morning, by the way, not only was my blob of marshmallow gone, there was like no less than 15 birds eating the Cheeto puke. Ew! There was a ton of them. They're like, we're sitting around and Kenzie goes, oh, look, Alyssa, the birds have come to cleanse us of your Cheeto puke. And she's like, ew, I'm sorry. That's disgusting. <laughs> so anyway, that was my ugly and awkward moment. Yeah, well, fantastic. All right. Well, we have to go, friends. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. In the meantime, please visit Amazon.com through our UglyTruth.com link. Do yourself some shopping for Labor Day. Um, or you can get started on Halloween. Dare I say that? But Yee. it'll be here before we know it. Stephanie wants and to have then, a Halloween party. I know you were telling me that. I don't even know what that is. I mean, I think it's just a costume party with Halloween type foods, but I think she wants it to be kid friendly so the kids can come. Yeah, I'm not opposed to the idea. We just need to. You kind know, of you're going to end up throwing that thing, and she's not going to show up. Well, she asked me if I would throw if I would host it, and I said, <laughs> "Well, yeah, that's what the house is for. I mean, it's huge. That's the, totally the whole point." But we'd have to do it the weekend before because Halloween lands on a Thursday this week, so we'd have to do it Thursday. the Saturday before. Okay. Well, that's probably when everybody's doing their Halloween parties. So. I think so. We'll see. Interesting. We'll Interesting. see. Okay. Never thrown one. And then uh, also visit uh, lipandclip.com for your makeup needs, possibly your Halloween makeup needs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then uh, other than that, we will see you on Wednesday. Hope school is going well for everyone. Uh, and uh, hit the books, friends. We'll see you Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.